Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is July 19th. It is a hump day. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. We are 15 days away from the NFL, 16 days away from high school football, and 38 days away from college foosball. That means next week, when it's next Monday, when we start the podcast, after a glorious weekend, we can safely say that next week, we have NFL and high school football starting. We can say that on Monday. Yep. It's close. Pretty crazy. We're really, 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 really close. Pretty crazy, man. I mean, I mean, the, the fact that next Monday, when we get here, when we're talking about the Braves sweeping whoever they're playing this weekend, hopefully, we say, yeah, next weekend, baby. We had football. <laughs> we <laughs> oh, I had to throw that in there. Yeah, we can say next week, baby, we get high school football. We're rip-roaring and ready to go uh, with sort of the entire reason that uh, we started this podcast. Uh, Bailey, today is National Daiquiri Day. Are you a fan of daiquiris? Uh, no. Yeah, me nope. either. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't mind a daiquiri. Uh... I would drink it if it was offered to me for a, a nice little soiree. They have daiquiris. Sure, I'll take one if it's free. Uh, but, you know, going out to a restaurant, probably not going to order a daiquiri. It's not going to be high on my list of drinks that I'm going to order from a restaurant. I don't know the last time I've had a daiquiri. It has been many years since I have had a daiquiri. I'm trying to rack my brain now. Yeah, it's... No, no I'm going to pass yeah. on daiquiri been at least at least eight years i think since i've had a daiquiri but yeah not something i go out and try to partake in at restaurants um not something i make at home so i don't mind daiquiris they're just not my they're not one of my favorites they're not top up there uh today is also national hot dog day national glizzy day billy Ooh yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm in on that for sure <laughs> yeah i don't i don't mind hot dogs i'm not a huge hot dog fan uh, like when we cook hot dogs at the house, I don't eat them. Um, usually because I'll do hamburgers. Uh, really, the I'll, I'll be honest with you, the only hot dog that I I sort of enjoy is there is a um, uh, there's a food truck in Villarica that goes to the the farmers market doodly dad thingy. Southern um, dogs do what? Southern dogs. Uh, possibly. I don't know. I don't remember the name of the place. Um, but they had they had a decent hot dog, and Pop's Doghouse had a really good uh, chili slaw dog, that was that was fantastic. Uh, those are really the only two places that I've I've eaten a hot dog at. 
and I've wanted to go back and get a hot dog. Um, like, you know, they, they get them from the varsity. I hate, but I hate the varsity. So, you know, that's not, not a big fan of their hot dogs. Not a fan of hot dogs at the home, but usually I'm, I don't eat hot dogs because I, I make hamburgers when I'm at the house growing hot dogs. So, um, I will officially be looking for a new partner. Yeah, I hate, podcast. I hate the varsity. The varsity is terrible. It is, it's, uh, it's, it's crappy food. Uh, the varsity is food for people OTP. That's what I'll say. ITP people hate the varsity, and I'm with them. Uh, varsity is for OTP and out of town. Can't stand the varsity. But you're out OTP people. Yeah, I know. I just I don't like the varsity. Okay. Yeah, not a varsity fan. That's every time we pass it, Emily wants to go to it. And I'm like, no, I don't. It's I I'd rather not have diarrhea for the next eight hours. I <laughs> I'd rather eat good food. There's good food options around here. We don't have to eat something that tastes like you got it out of a dumpster after a homeless guy already ate it. We don't have to eat there. You know, it's a uh, frosted orange is decent. I'll give it that. I, I, I like the frosted orange. I'll give it that. Um, but everything else there is just, I mean, the onion rings fall apart. I don't know. It's not a, not a big varsity fan. Uh, Braves uh, fall last night in a football game, 16 to 13 against the Diamondbacks. Uh, we got home from practice last night and it was already like, I think the score was like nine to five or something. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And it just turned into a home run fest, man. It was uh, Emily went to the game last night, and I said you went to a baseball game and a home run derby turned up. I mean, it was it was nuts, dude. I, I don't. I, I mean, how, how many home runs were were hitting that game? Like, like six, I think, somewhere around there, five, six, something like that. It was, it's, yeah, it, it was nuts, dude. I mean, they were flying out of there. Uh, Austin Riley had a big game, seven RBIs, most he's ever had in his career, including two home runs. Uh, Murph and, and Arcia added in two RBIs a piece as well, and Harrison Pilar uh, added in an RBI a piece. Bryce Elder last night, woof, man, two and two thirds, uh, seven runs, five of them earned. Uh, I think he allowed eight or nine base runners last night. Had four Ks. Do what? Was it two and two thirds or two and a third? Two and two thirds. Oh, yeah. uh, so yeah. they came out only one out yeah it was it was hey, honestly he was he was out before we even got home from football practice last night <laughs> like yeah. we got home we got home and tonkin was already pitching and hell he didn't do much better he went no. he went two and two thirds giving up four earned runs um ricella glacius came in only got one out gave up four base runners and two two earned runs uh it was Dude, I don't know what was up with our pitching staff last night. That was that was horrendous, dude. Uh, that might be the worst game I've ever seen us pitch. This year, for this sure. Year. Yeah, 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 this year. Um, that's three in a row, by the way, that we've lost. Um, worst we've gone this year is, I think, is four games. So um, let's stop that. Let's stop the bleeding here to, tonight, if we can, please. Yeah, can we, can we, can we not do that? Um and it's two in a row, crappy outings from Bryce Elder, dude. I, I, I don't know if I should be concerned. I need somebody who's smarter and knows baseball better than I do to tell me if I should be concerned. Uh, but right now, Bryce Elder through the month of Ju uh, July, uh, not doing great. The past two starts, man, not not doing great at all. Six innings pitched, he has allowed 14 runs, 12 of those earned. Uh, three home runs and only four Ks. Uh, I, I'm getting a little concerned about Bryce Elder. What's his whip this month? Uh, I don't have that. Um, I don't know. ESPN doesn't have that. 
That's because you're using ESPN. What the hell is wrong with you? 8, 12, 18, 19. He's allowed 27 base runners in 12 and two-thirds inning. Jesus. Yeah. So it's not good, man. Even even in the Cleveland start, where he went six and two-thirds and only gave up two earned runs, he allowed nine base runners in, in under seven innings. So... Uh, yeah, that, that whip is that whip is up there for the month of July, man. And the earned runs are up there. The runs are up there. I don't really know what's going on with Bryce Elder. I mean, he had a, at the All Star break, he had a two four four ERA. I mean, he was killing it. And I don't know, man. Hopefully, it's just a just a little bit of a, a bump in the road. But he has a nine nine five ERA in the month of July. <laughs> His ERA is almost double digits. That's terrible. Uh, yeah. So, luckily, luckily, good news for the Braves. Max Free looked pretty decent in Rome the other night. So, um, hopefully, some of the reserves are on their way. But not, not a great night for the Braves. And, dude, not a great start to the second half of the uh, of the season. Um, I don't want to no. say I don't want to say I'm already getting a little worried because we still have a ten game lead. But I I, I don't want to see this continue, man. Yeah, it's. If we saw the 10 game lead, we're still good. Um, are we down to what, eight and a half now? Uh, 10. Oh, are we? Okay. Uh, 10 in the loss column. It's uh, nine and a half games back. Uh, Philly is. All right. Philly? Yes. Yeah, Philly's in second. Yeah, Philly's in second. Miami's in third. Hi, Marlins. Yeah. Um, okay. and, and then, and then uh, 20 feet uh, of crap below that is the New York Mets. Good. Let them be good. <laughs> Jeez. But I, I don't know. It's a little concerning that the White Sox did what they did to us. I mean, they're 16 games below 500, and, and Arizona's not a bad squad. Uh, I mean, they're they're 11 games over 500 uh, right now, sitting at third in the West, and, and probably are going to earn a wild card. But uh, as of yesterday, I mean, they're they're a better team than the Marlins were, and they're the Marlins were, you know, better than where they were. So. Uh, still the best winning percentage in baseball right now, so we just need to we just need to keep that up. Three game losing streak, five and five in the last ten. Let's just correct that just a little bit. Let's go out there tonight and take uh, take game two, and then go out on Wednesday and win the series. You go out on Wednesday and win the series, uh, everything's fine. Let's go on a run. Yeah, let's go on a run starting tonight. Let's have you know baseball is a game of runs and streaks, just like basketball. Charlie Morton on the bump tonight for. <laughs> the Atlanta Braves uh, and Ren Nelson on the bump for the Arizona D-Bags. Uh, he is 5-5 five and five with a 4.980 RA and a 1.44 whip. So uh, let's go out there and go out there and knock some balls around the park. What do you say? I, I'm in. I'm in. I like it. Uh, the Braves and a little bit of other news. Braves signed catcher Travis Darnell, little D, to a one-year $8 million contract for the 2024 season, which includes an $8 million club option for 2025. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. It's a really good deal, man. Dude, we've got Travis Garneau and um, Sean Murphy signed up for at least the next two years. I'm, I'm happy with that. Me too. Me too. I think that's a that's a very friendly club deal. $8 million for a backup catcher who is, I, I don't know, probably could start. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take a stab in the dark and say that Travis Darno could probably go out and start on half of the baseball teams in the MLB right now. 
Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yep. Yep. So $8 million for a guy that wants to be here and we want him here. That's great. Love to have you here, Lil V. Uh, Billy, we continue our Big Ten preview today with sort of the, I don't know, I don't want to say middle of the pack teams, but teams that probably are teetering on the on the brink of competing but aren't there just yet for the majority of these teams. Not all of them, but for the majority of them. Uh, let's go ahead and hit up Maryland. Maryland's 8-5 and five record in 2022 marked the best season of Coach Mike Lashley's tenure in College wow. Park. Lashley's. Uh, the Terrapins still have a significant gap to close to Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State in the Big Ten East Division. Uh, and that won't happen this year, unfortunately. And quarterback uh, Talia Tungavaloa returns as one of the Big Ten's top signal uh, callers with a transfer, Caden Prather from West Virginia and Tyrese Chambers from FIU, likely to fill the void as the go-to options at receiver. Uh, with four of the new starters, the offensive line ranks high in Lashley's concern of a uh, list of concerns this year for an offense that should be pretty good. Should be a decent offense out there in uh, Terrapin land. On defense, it's nearly a complete rebuild, though, for the Terrapins. Uh, Tennessee transfer Jordan Phillips, who won the nose tackle job in spring. He eats up a bunch of blockers on the inside. And veteran edge rusher Darnell Brown had 23 and a half sacks for a loss in 10 and a half sacks in three years at St. Francis, Pennsylvania, and was the Northeast Conference Defensive Player of the Year in 2022. So he looks to be a big impact player for the Maryland Terra Palms. Uh, tough in-conference schedule for Maryland. I think it lands them around seven and five. They're, they're a good team. They're a decent team. Uh, they're not a team that you can overlook in the Big Ten East. They are just not at the caliber of Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State yet. No. They're nowhere near that, but you know I think they can make a little bit of noise, mm -hmm. honestly. Yep, so I agree. With Talia Tagovailoa as as the quarterback, yeah, you can. As long as you have a returning starter, you should be able to make a little bit of noise, in my opinion. I agree. If I you, agree. Would, would it surprise yeah. you at all if if Michigan, Penn State, or Ohio State? I don't know what their schedule looks like. I don't know where Maryland falls in their schedule, but say they have Maryland before a big game, would you be surprised if Maryland popped up and had a trap game and beat either one of those teams? Michigan, Penn State, or Ohio State. Mm, I wouldn't be surprised on Penn State. Yeah, it would have to be perfect. It would have to be a trap game. It would have to be a noon kick late in the season. Not not fully focused. It had to be one of those situations. But Maryland's going to be a good squad. You can't overlook them this year. Right. Uh, Michigan State. Uh, we move on to them. Old Sparty. They couldn't build off an eleven and two record and a number nine finish in twenty twenty one and a berth into the playoffs, which they promptly got kicked out of. Uh, as the program regressed to five and seven and just three wins in Big Ten play, hopes of a return to a winning mark took a hit in the spring with transfer quarterback Peyton Thorne heading to Auburn and receiver Keon Coleman also transferring out of Spartyland. If Coach Mel Tucker's squad is going to return to the postseason, the Spartans need a big year from Noah Kim, a quarterback who sits behind arguably the best offensive line in the Big Ten. Michigan State's ability to set the edge in the run defense will be vastly improved this year with Texas A&M transfer to Mize, Adelaide, Chris Bogle, and sophomore Zion Young able to control the C-gap area at the defensive end. Uh, Simeon Barrow Jr., Marvick Hansen, and Derek Harmon are quality defensive tackles as well uh, on a defensive line that is that is. I mean, they're not they're not the best defensive line in the Big Ten, but they are for sure top five defensive line in the Big Ten. 
Uh, Mel Tucker's time at Michigan State can be summed up as a severe roller coaster with massive ups and downs. I think it evens out a bit this year. I like Sparty going eight and four. I think that's about where I see Sparty. I think they're going to be very competitive this year. It's going to be a good team, I think. So it's it's going to be fun to watch because honestly, you can't count out Mel Tucker and, and, and company. And yep. he's he's such a damn good coach. He like, is really. Dude. I love Mel Tucker. I, I he's probably I'm trying to run through him. I'm going to say Mel Tucker is probably my third favorite coach in the Big Ten. Okay. Third, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put Mel Tucker, third favorite coach in the Big Ten. Uh, let's Ryan say Ryan Day is bottom, right. Ryan Day is. I don't even know if Ryan Day is in the top five. I hate Ryan Day. But, he's on the bottom. He's, 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 he's above uh, hairball. He's above hairball. I'll give him that. And yeah. Uh, let's let's go over to Iowa. Let's go over to Iowa. Um, they still haven't scored a touchdown from last year, I don't think. Uh, if Iowa can jumpstart an offense that averaged eighteen point seven points a game, <laughs> just terrible. Uh, Big Ten, right. just terrible. Eighteen point seven points per game in Big Ten play last year. That's awful, dude. Uh, if they can improve on that, the West Division title should be within reach once again for Coach Kirk Ferentz's squad. Iowa's offense last year was one of the worst in the countries, man. I mean, they were terrible. All five offensive line do return, but that might not be a good thing after watching them play last year. Quarterback Cade McNamara will lead a unit that finished next to last nationally in total offense at a meager 251 yards per game last season. Uh, despite the loss of linebacker Jack Campbell and standout cornerback Riley Moss, the Hawkeyes will rank among the Big Ten's best in defense. I think Iowa has the second best defense overall in the Big Ten this year. Unfortunately, I think they have the second worst offense in the Big Ten right behind Rutgers. It's a really Jekyll and Hyde team from the Hawkeyes this year. Their lack of scoring will bite them at some point in the season. Not as much as I said it would bite Rutgers last uh, yesterday. Uh, Iowa's defense is much, much better than uh, than Rutgers. Uh, but I'm pretty high on them. I think the defense is going to keep them in a lot of games they shouldn't be in. Give me Iowa at a 9-3 and three record this year. Wow. They're going to have to score some points for it to get to 9-3. to three. They are. They are indeed. Um, and I bet on Iowa a couple times last year. Won a couple, lost a couple. Um, but, yeah, the over-under on Iowa was always the team over-under on Iowa. I don't know if it was ever in double digits, Billy. I think allegedly. I think allegedly. allegedly 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 I think the uh I think the team over under for Iowa was almost always nine and a half points I think like every single game it was nine and a half points so yeah we'll so we'll see where the offense comes for Iowa this year uh moving on to Wisconsin uh Wisconsin uh moving on to the team that has the head coach that is my favorite head coach in the entire Big Ten uh, it's a new era at Whiskey, with Luke Fickle taking over as program's head coach following a successful stint down in Cincinnati. The former Ohio State player is a is no stranger to life in the Big Ten, thanks to his background with the Buckeyes and his chance to get his tenure with the Badgers off to a good, fast start as the preseason favorite to win the West Division right now. Phil Longo will try and implement an air raid style offense, Billy. This is this is their words. Uh, Phil Longo will try to implement an air style, uh, air raid style <laughs> offense behind transfer quarterback Tanner Mordecai. Um, Luke Fickle and air raid offense, I mean, just goes hand in hand, it seems like to me. Although the offense should still run primarily through third year running backs Braylon Allen and Chez Malosi. Now, Billy, 
I don't know about you. Maybe I misunderstand the air raid offense, but um, how are you gonna have? No, an, I don't think you do. <laughs> how are you gonna have an air raid offense that per, that mainly runs through your running backs? I don't know. That's a that's a curveball. That's a that's that's a new style air raid offense that I don't even think the pirate uh, ever dreamt up. So we'll see how that offense. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, I love that guy. R.I.P. Pirate. Uh, Wisconsin's, Wisconsin's defense has consistently been one of the best in the country under Jim Linhard, but his departure gives new play caller Mike Tressel, my guy, a chance to, to blend his new scheme with the 3-3-5 defense that Tressel loves to run. And a new head coach, Luke Fickle, used to have great success with down in Cincinnati. That's the defense he ran down there that produced Sauce Gardner, who is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL right now. So that defense up in Wisconsin with a new 3-3-5 look should be, should be very terrifying. On paper right now, I think Wisconsin is the best, most complete team in the West. Give me Wisconsin with a regular season record of 11-1 and winning the, uh, winning the Western division. Yep. I'm, I'm sure there's no doubt in my mind that this is the last time, right? Yep. Yep. Last year we're gonna have divisions. Next year it's all gonna be one big happy family. Yay. And and Billy, I'll be honest with you, if Wisconsin faces Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. What? There's, yeah, gonna, there, there's gonna there's gonna be some conflicted feelings inside your old podcast partner. Well, you're not old, but we'll go over there. Well I got you. As a, as a partner, we've 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 been doing some sort of semblance of this dumb show for a while. <laughs> uh, uh, the last team today on the Big Ten preview is Minnesota. The uh, the fighting PJ Flex. Wisconsin and Iowa are likely to be preseason favorites in the Big Ten West Division, but don't count out Minnesota yet. I am, though. Uh, despite losing quarterback Tanner Morgan, running back Muhammad Ibrahim, and a couple of key offensive linemen, Coach PJ Flex team returns a promising signal caller and Ethan Kalakmanis and one of the Big Ten's top receiving cores with the departure of running back Mahita Abraham and all three interior offensive linemen. Flett will turn to transfer tailback Sean Taylor as the bell cow in an offense heavily predicated on the run. So it looks like Minnesota is also going to run an air raid that is heavily predicated on the run somehow. Um, the Gophers will need to replace a handful of key players from a unit that ranked fourth nationally in scoring on defense, only allowing 13.8 points per game and nine in uh, ninth in yards allowed at 295 yards per game nationally. The secondary was the hardest hit position group, though, with safety Jordan Howden and cornerback Terrell Smith off to the NFL, while nickel back Michael Dixon transferred to Rutgers. Darius Green appears up for the challenge, though, at safety as he's shown a ton of potential in the pinstripe bowl last December and in spring practice. I don't have a lot of faith in Minnesota this year, and it has nothing to do with the coaching staff. P.J. Fleck is a great coach, but they lost a ton last year in offense and defense, whether it's transfer or to graduation or to the NFL. I think they're somewhere around 500, man. I, give me the fighting uh, Gophers at a 6-6 six and six record this year. Okay. That works for me. Yeah, I think they'll be better next year and the year after that just because they're so young, but they are they are very young at key positions, and that is your a Big Ten preview for Wednesday, July 19th. Tomorrow, we have the heavy hitters in the Big Ten. We have Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, 
and somehow Purdue got thrown into that group. I don't know how Purdue did, but um, they are in the big heavy hitters group for tomorrow's Big Ten preview wrap-up. Bryce, what's today? Uh, today is Wednesday, sir. You know what we do on Wednesdays. Poor K. Pop Culture Wednesdays. And today... Pop Culture Wednesday. We need a little jingle we, for that. We need a jingle. Yeah, I'll have to work on that today. <laughs> I'll have a it's jingle. Like I, 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 trust me, I will I will have a jingle for us to play next Wednesday for our pop culture Wednesdays. And we've got we've got to get one for when uh, we get back to audio fun too. Audio uh, fun back. I guess we can't take that. That's that's six eight uh, fans. Yeah. Most would be really pissed. Audio uh, audio fun suitcase. Sure. Sure. <laughs> All right, today's topic, top five 80s action flicks. Ooh. Yeah, and this one was relatively easy for me. All right. Really? And and the so this one was hard for me. This was, this was one of the harder ones no, no, for me. I, it, and I, here's the thing. I, I think, and this is truly, and I know you're going to be surprised by this. I watched more 80s movies that weren't action movies than, it was, than I did at work. They're the best. So the eighty, the eighties movies, the eighties action movies that I watched, you'll see the ones that I watched, and you'll understand that. Like that's these are pretty much the ones I'm looking at your list, and I have missed three of them. Okay, that's all right. So I, so, dude, you can't be this list. You can't be wrong. This is literally a list where you cannot have a wrong top five because there are so many phenomenal. 80s action flicks like there are an insane amount man that was that was the golden age for action flicks in hollywood was the 80s so uh how do you want to do this last Uh, week we did it just give me your list give me your whole give me your whole five and then i'll run my i'll run down my whole five uh at number five i've got rambo first blood part two it's a good one those were just really good and you know sly stallone is just ridiculous so good. Uh, number four, this one's a little bit low, I think, probably, but uh, the, my top three just had to be there. Um, my number four is Roadhouse. Okay. Road. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Mr. Griffin, you can't go around kicking people and then saying Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is just, I mean, you get, uh, oh, what was what was his name in, in the movie Roadhouse? My mind oh, just God. went blank. I forget. I love that movie, though. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Number four, I got you. Number three, RoboCop. Okay. And in a movie that's probably is a little bit goofy, but, you know, when you grow up with a cop, you know, it kind of it, it, it hits home a little bit, you okay. know? All right. All right. I like it. RoboCop three. Uh, Predator two. <laughs> Predator is ridiculously good. Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, some alien. And, and honestly, it holds up. You know, if you go back and watch Predator, it holds up still. And some of the CGI is a little bit hokey, but it's not bad. No, it's not bad. They did a they did a very good job. I think Predator and Jaws did a good job with not showing too much of the you know the villain, the animal, whatever you want to call it. They used a lot of uh, a lot of suspense in both of those movies, where you didn't have to you didn't see the you didn't see the the animal or the the protagonist like five minutes into the movie. Yeah. And my number one, okay? This is a list that I can put behind as the number one movie for, okay? 
this this list right here, 80s action movies, is a movie that this movie falls under. Okay? Does it? It doesn't fall under Christmas movie. Uh, I think it's a Christmas movie. No, it doesn't. Uh, I think it might no, be a Christmas doesn't. movie here where eh, no, we're not. Dude, I will leave this podcast so uh, freaking fast. It's a Christmas movie. Die Hard. Die Hard is my number one 80s action movie. And it's an 80s action movie. Yeah, or is it a Christmas movie? Oh, it's not. Are we sure? Yes. Might be a Christmas movie. No. I don't know. Oh. Nope. It, nope. It might be a Christmas movie. Uh, well, you can include that again when we do our top five Christmas movies. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> uh, all right, so my top five. Um, I had to change three because I made a massive mistake, and I'll go ahead and own that. Um, but I had to change my three. Uh, but if I didn't change my three, we would have had two movies the same in our top five. But I had to, ch- I had to change number three because I made a, a massive oversight uh, oh, when I was doing. Yes, that was that was that was completely on me. Um, my number three had to be on there somewhere. Uh, it, it, I don't know. It might be top two. It might be top two. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I love that movie. It's the best one in the series. Uh, number five, I have Big Trouble in Little China. That is just one of the best, most iconic, phenomenal uh, 1980s action flicks. It has everything. It has the, you know, it has crappy sound uh, sound effects and, and weird CGI and there's a dude driving a, a big semi truck through tight little you know alleys in Chinatown it's just it's very fantastic it's a fantastic movie uh, yeah, I didn't see it if you've never seen it I highly suggest it I think it's I think it's free on Tubi um, if you've never seen that it's really good uh, at number four I have Mad Max 2 The Road Warrior the original Mad Max movies are just so good they're just they're very weird. Um, I, you don't know what's going on for 90% of the movie. It's very odd. But they are phenomenal action flicks. I'm a huge fan of the Mad Max series. Welcome to the Thunderdome. They made... Uh, number three was a little weird. Kind of went off kilter. But uh, Mad Max Fury Road, the new one they made, was it's just fun. It's a fun flick. Uh, Mad Max 2 is... I would say Mad Max 2 is probably the second best Mad Max in the entire series. Uh, number yeah, three... <laughs> You've never seen any of the Mad uh, Maxes? No, I didn't see Mad Max 2. I think I saw Mad Max, but not Mad Max 2. It's good. So, it's good. If you like Mad Max 1, I highly suggest Mad Max 2. It's just as good, if not, if not better. Uh, at number three, I had a I had a bit of an omission here. At number three, I did have Predator, because um, I do love that movie. Predator is very, very good. But uh, for some reason, this movie didn't pop in my head. I don't know why I was thinking this movie was made in the 90s. It was not. It was made in 85. Uh, Rocky Four. I mean, that is, in my opinion, the best Rocky of the entire series. I, Ivan Drago, I mean, Clubber Lang is a, a great protagonist. He, he's fantastic. Apollo Creed is good. But Ivan Drago is, I mean, Dolph Lundgren just did the best job of playing Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. Uh, and spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Rocky Four. Ivan Drago killed Apollo Creed. And that, I mean, oh, I know. What? I know. I mean, the Hearts on Fire song that's playing when he's training in Russia, it's just iconic. It's great. Love Rocky IV. Uh, Commandos 2. Commando is probably uh, the best Arnold Schwarzenegger movie ever made. I-, I would, I'm trying to run through all of Arnold's movies, but I would think, for my money, Commando is number one. 
Uh, I love that. I love that movie. He's made a lot of good kind of family flicks, but as far as like action flicks go, I think Commando is Schwarzenegger's number one movie. That movie is great. Another one I haven't seen. Oh, phenomenal. It's it's Schwarzenegger's best action flick. Uh, and then at number one, my absolute all-time favorite 1980s action flick. This is probably not going to be top one on anybody's list other than mine. I don't know why I love this movie so much. Is Roadhouse. 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 I am a huge Roadhouse fan. There is at no point in time <clears throat> when uh, when Roadhouse is on that I won't watch it and watch the entire thing. I mean, Swayze is, is John Dalton, just just phenomenal, and Sam Elliott is Wade Garrett. I, I mean, he almost steals the movie. You know, it's yep. about a about a small town, the Double Deuce, small town little club that. Dalton has to come in and clean up and he gets on the bad side of the big money guy in there Brad Wesley he's the big millionaire that lives in town I love Roadhouse one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time my number one best 80s action flick of all time is Roadhouse awesome alright so my top 5 Rambo First Blood Part 2 at 5, Roadhouse at 4, Robocop 3, Predator at 2, Die Hard at 1, Bryce's is at 5, Big Trouble in Little China, Mad Max 2 at 4, Rocky 4 at 3, Commando at 2, and Roadhouse at 1. And that's our Pop Culture Wednesday. Roadhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Let's over, head over to the Marine South scoreboard. Uh, last night in the NL East, the Brewers fall to the Phillies 4-3. to White Sox fall to the Mets 11-10. to um, Marlins fall to the Cardinals at 5-2. to And Nationals fall to the Cubs 17-3. to <laughs> Talk about a football game. Jesus. Um, on this Miss 4 Coverings Games and Events calendar, Brewers at Phillies at 6-40. White Sox at Mets at 7-10. Marlins at Cards at 2-15. And Nationals at Cubs at 8.05. And that's just Miss Four Coming Games events calendar. Obviously, we did have some more. Um, yeah, I was, try- I was trying to find it. Um, I, I got an update, too, but it's it's hard to keep updates just on one team. So Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, all the teams around our area were in action yesterday. Uh, but, you know. Once we get once we get regular season games start flying around, we will uh, we'll keep you all up with those. A little bit easier to keep updates on those. I appreciate the parent who who updates me on that, but it's just one team, so I, I got to get all of them. <laughs> uh, Billy, you ready for another cup of coffee, dude? Yes, please. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong, Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group, uh, Patty Mahomes, star of Quarterbacks on Netflix and uh, damn decent quarterback. Uh, he said the Chiefs aim to become the ninth franchise to repeat as back-to-back Super Bowl champions, Billy. And they're your early Super Bowl favorite, I believe, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I, I wouldn't. Be. I'm, I'm never surprised at anything Patrick Mahomes does anymore. I'm I'm over that hump. Anything he does, I'm like, yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. Of course he did that. It's him. It's, it's, um, it's Andy Reid, man. Like, I trust Andy Reid. Andy Reid's one of those... A coaches that's easy hall of fame for me oh yeah. and he is just ridiculously good at what he does yep and I, I like him a lot 
uh, Northwestern to launch two reviews into the coaching staff amid hazing investigation. Yeah, I bet you you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, some internal reviews. Some internal, internal reviews. Uh, not a good situation up, up there in, in uh, Evanston, man. It's a... Uh, not going good not going good after pat fitzgerald and jim foster head football and baseball coach have been fired uh georgia coach kirby smart says carson beck is leader for qb1 for the bulldogs this fall you kind of saw that coming right you think so you saw the writing on the wall for that for Carson Beck. um he's been in the program for a few years now so i'm, I'm not surprised by this at all um he did say something yesterday that that is just one of those um, bulletin board material moments or not bulletin board material but something you put on a bulletin board that just is inspiration it's a better never rest and I was like wow wow okay I like that yeah yeah uh, I mean that 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 quarterback room is just I mean chuck full of talent Carson yes. Beck Gunnar Stockton Brock Vandergriff uh, you know Jackson must champ and there's somebody else in there too um but i mean there's just so much talent in that quarterback room of georgia right now uh and you talked about you know never resting complacency is the one thing that is uh concerning georgia's uh georgia's kirby smart not a three-peat but complacency from the roster yeah another thing he mentioned yesterday to go along with the complacency but to go along with recruiting um he said that you know recruiting has changed it used to be about who has the best facilities, who has the best thing that, that'll take care of the kids. Now it's all about NIL. And he said it this. Is. It it's, is. it's unreal. Um, it sucks, man. You know, it does. But, you know, it is what it is. So now you've got you've to fight that battle. And that's the fact that Kirby Smart um, and, you know, other co- coaches in the top five as far as recruiting concerns are are still top five and have been for the past couple of years just show how well they adapt and adapt to the recruiting process well it shows how much money they have yeah that too so yeah that's uh yeah i watched a little bit of kirby smart's uh you know press conference yesterday i don't know it was weird he really felt like he went too fast like he almost sped through it (laughs) he said he set an alarm so he wouldn't go over the time. Hey, space bed right <laughs> through it. Uh, and, uh, you know, some updates on some wrestlers. I know we are in July, but we got some updates yeah, on some are. wrestlers. Uh, Jacob Levy has an 11-0 victory up in Fargo, the Fargo Dome, which is, from what I understand, like the biggest competition for high school wrestlers in the entire nation. He moves on to the semifinals today and is a two-time All-American at Fargo, the semifinal match will be wrestled uh, this morning, I believe. Not sure on what the time is, uh, but Jacob Levy just continues to do amazing things up there in Fargo, wrestling, winning. He won yesterday with a pin with like, I want to say like eight or ten seconds left in the match or something like that. Um, yeah, coming down to the wire. So uh, Jacob Levy wrestling in the semifinals today. And if you want to watch that, it's all on Flow Wrestling. You can watch it all on Flow Wrestling. Um, and I think it's I think Flow Wrestling is like nine ninety nine a month. It's not bad. Um, so if you're a, if you're a Trojan or a Carrollton fan, a fan of wrestling, or just a fan of the uh, the athletes we have here in West Georgia, tune into Flow Wrestling at some point this morning and watch Jacob Levy take on uh, someone that's going to lose in a semifinal match. Can we go ahead and just give? 
put him in the in the Trojan Hall of Fame. He's yeah, like, he's gonna be there. What we, is is he? We, is he a junior this year? Junior or sophomore? I want to say he's a junior. I think he's a junior. I think he was a yeah, he was a last sophomore. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and today, in yeah, what, what were you doing to get ready for uh, for football season? Oh, we were running hills. Oh, really? I was up in Fargo winning the national championship in high school wrestling. That's what I was doing. So. <laughs> Uh, today in 1910, Cy Young, who never won a Cy Young, but for some reason he's still regarded as a good pitcher. I don't understand it. Uh, he wins his 500th game of his Baseball Hall of Fame career as the Cleveland Naps beat the Washington Centers 5-2 in 11 innings. Only player in MLB history to reach the milestone. You know how I feel about the wins and losses. Who, <laughs> who's the next pitcher to reach 500 wins, Billy? There won't be. <laughs> Greatest of all time, Cy Young, right there. Greatest of all time. 500 wins. Amazing accomplishment. Absolutely phenomenal. Probably, <laughs> probably had a 12 ERA, but he had 500 wins. He didn't have a 12 ERA. <laughs> Do you got anything else to add today, dude? Nah. I'm... No, I don't. All right. <laughs> I don't <laughs> eat. Dude, I'm, I'm still like, Whoop. Hello. <laughs> Let's get out of here on a hump day. For Billy Lindahl, yeah. I am Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I jumped on my Gatorade. Uh, for, Billy, for Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Farley. We'll see you all tomorrow morning when Billy's brain comes back into his body here on the morning five. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.